wait for Al to come back. Coming. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Does everyone want to take? So let's take a breath here. In. You can close your eyes if you're not. And just take a slow breath in. Pause at the top. Slow breath out. Pause at the bottom. And do one more on your own. Do this thing. Welcome everyone to the Out Here Yoga podcast, episode three today with our lovely team leaders. Um, hi, Araya. Thanks for being here. Hi. How's it going? Good. And we have Al Zimmerman. Hi, Al. Howdy. And uh, our guest of honor today. And um, the bringer of our topic today is Michael Vandal. Hi, Michael. How's it going? Excited to be here. Yes. Okay. Well, it is week four. It is restoration week. And um, we're in it. We're past the halfway point of 40 days. We're like uh, in mid-cleanse if you're doing that now or sometime this week. Uh, so there might be a lot of things happening. And I think this is a perfect time to have this conversation. We're going to be talking about masculinity there's a lot of things to talk about there michael will you start us off and just give us a sense of like why why do you want to talk about this um for me you know this is a, an important topic just because i came up through the the sports world and you know as an athlete and all this stuff and uh it's just something that i think really negatively affected me um you know not in the context of sports but also just in general it negatively affected me in becoming, you know, my authentic self, you know, when I think about it, I think I, I feel like for the first almost 30 years of my life, you know, maybe from when you hit middle school to on to recently, the past couple of years, I felt like I was just kind of living in a lie, just was never being my true self, you know, and that led to just lots of frustration, anger, confusion. I tried to personify like what society tells us a guy should be, you know, tough and stoic and mentality that you don't really care. And that really led to me holding a lot in, um, not taking chances, uh, you know, let's say romantically or just, you know, with vulnerability, um, with pursuing other passions like art and that kind of stuff, which I'm only now starting to kind of pursue again. And yeah, it just led to me, yeah, lots of frustration and anger. And I think there's a lot of young men out there that have gone through that or, you know, throughout our lives have experience that and I think it's just something that needs to be addressed in our culture and me being a coach you know my first few years coaching I think I kind of I try to be the coach that everybody thinks you know you should be and only now am I starting to kind of come into my own and just be my authentic self and I can bring that vulnerability to you know young young athletes young boys because um, they need it that's so cool. I am, um, and as the resident guy on this panel right now, I feel like you're the expert on this, and it's really refreshing, honestly. One that you're in this space of discovery around it, and two that you're like openly talking about it. Something that, especially guys and even women, I think to an extent too, like kind of hide parts of ourselves 
maybe the ones that parts that we don't want people to see or don't feel are acceptable. And so I think everyone can relate on some level. Uh, I do have a question. Was there one, um, like one event or one like moment where like things shifted for you or was it kind of like built up over time and then eventually it all just, it came like rushing in? You know, I think a moment that sticks out to me, I mean, I even thought about it. It came out to me in yoga today. Um, there's this book called Inside Out Coaching by uh, Joe. I, it's sitting over here on my little stand, um, Joe Emmerman. He's a really famous coach and he has this philosophy on coaching and his book is about his past experiences and kind of doing the same thing. You know, he fell into a lot of things, you know, being that tough, strong guy type of deal and, you know, fell into partying and that kind of stuff. And he was, you know, a professional football player and all that. And uh, there was just this one line. I remember I was reading the book and there's just this one line that stuck out and it talks about guys and women about how society uh, tries to mold us into, you know, guys should be, you know, the tough guy, you know, you're successful if you have the most sports cars, the most money, if you sleep with the most women, you know, the, the stoic distant guy, you know, you're tough and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then it also talked about girls. Like we, we, we try to portray for girls, you know, success as being the, you know, the fairy tale figure, you know, the princess and beauty and all that kind of stuff. And, I can't remember exactly that, you know, from word from word, but that was really, because at that point, like I'd been coaching for a couple of years and I knew I was frustrated. I was just like, I've been living this lie kind of for so long. And that, it just kind of, I was like, damn, like it just like hit me right upside the head. Like that's me in a nutshell. I've been this guy that's been trying to, do all these things that society tells us you know to be successful and i haven't been myself and you know it just really stuck out to me and from that from that moment on like it, that's been in my head for you know it's been this thing inside me you know trying to uh break bad habits that i got into and stuff and you know recently i've you know kind of started coming out of it you know that was kind of the moment to clarify was the book about like that is a good thing like guys being like the no 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 it, okay. it was about like it's a whole, it's inside out coaching philosophy. It's about, you know, being yourself as the coach and not being like how you were coached in the past type of deal. No, and that, that, that statement is like, that's what's wrong with society right now. That, that you know, we raise our kids, <clears throat> raise our youth to personify these things. And that's why we have so many issues in, you know, in our society. And so many kids leave sports damaged and all that kind of stuff. So that's the basis of the book but that moment that well i remember reading that and it just was like boom yeah crazy mm -hmm. michael uh what are some events or um some habits that you've implemented into your lifestyle that have really given you the courage to keep walking on this path of kind of reshaping what manlyhood looks like and feels like you know i think yoga is obviously yoga has probably been the number one thing that's really changed my life i just remember you know when i first started yoga and i doing it with this one-on-one -on -one sessions with this lady named tiffany and it just showed how like uptight i was and you know and it just like yoga just freed me up to move those the energies that have been stored up inside me all that toughness and just the typical athlete type thing um it's allowed me to move that stuff and really the 40 day challenges they've allowed me to identify it and really understand kind of what was going on inside because i you know i was confused i didn't understand why i was doing all these things and never had a girlfriend and i thought going out and 
part when I was done playing, I, you know, kind of got into the party scene. And when I went to that, you know, my, my true self kind of came out when I had liquid courage, but obviously there was tons of side effects with going to the bars and having random hookups and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I just felt super guilty and anxiety and all this stuff, you know, so yoga is kind of really, really brought me back to the light, you know, the out here's yoga and the big community, all the like your leadership stuff they're doing. It, I feel like it's just this inner work that's kind of helped me identify it. What is present for me is through yoga, through the practice of yoga, you have access to kind of identify the layers of yourself and like gently peel them away with the support of your loving community and your mat and your own body. Yeah, definitely. You know, you bring up yoga um, and I just, it kind of, this just came up in my head. I mean, I've said this before, like I had a lot of great male mentors who, you know, I'm very grateful for them. You know, they um, were very good to me and, you know, they taught me all the lessons that they were supposed to teach me, but it's really been women who have kind of shown me this other side. I don't know exactly how to say it, but like, you know, they've just unleashed this other side of me, shown me that it's been okay to be vulnerable and that kind of stuff, you know, like from my mom and all the ladies that out here yoga, you know, Kelsey, Shannon, you guys, you know, going through teacher training with Nancy and Haley and Laura and Shannon, you know, my first yoga teacher really unleashed this Tiffany, you know, so that I just think guys need, we need women in our life and we need, you know, we need the courageous women to show their feelings so we can be okay with showing our feelings because us men can hold a lot in and it's not good when we do that. I appreciate you saying that because I think as a woman, and I, I don't know, Araya and Al, you can chime in if you agree, uh, that in society it's like almost frowned upon if you're like too emotional or like you share too much. Like, oh, she's being hysterical. Mm-hmm. Or uh, dismissed if you're too emotional. And so it's it's really empowering to hear you say that, that it, that made a difference hearing uh, female leadership figures in your life showing their true emotions actually empowered you to show your emotions versus seeing like any less of them. Yeah, which I think is kind of instilled in us. Yeah, definitely. Like one story that sticks out in my, you know, guys can just get so uptight, you know, and we can just be like afraid to look stupid and, you know, and I unleashing more of myself, you know, through the years, but I used to be just so uptight and, you know, my mom one time, I mean, we went hiking and she's a horseback rider, cowgirl. And we're going to this trailhead where there's tons of people. It's packed. Like you can barely, I would be nervous par- parking the car. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to blow this. And she backs a horse trailer in with a camper on the back of the truck. And I mean, like, it's just like, it was so empowering, like seeing my mom do this. And like, I know I would have been just freaking out. I would have bailed on the situation. I would have been like, oh my gosh, everybody's looking at me. My mom's just like, yeah, who gives a shit? Like, I'm going to back this thing in here. You know, and it's just, I don't know. I just feel like girls have, got to have this, like, I don't give a crap attitude about, more so than guys, like what, what other people think. I don't know. You know, I, that's just kind of an observation. And guys, we need to, we need to like let ourselves be out there more. When you said we need more courageous women in our life, I like got a uh, full body chills and just felt a wave of refreshment because yeah, I feel so honored to hear that from you and to know that from within. Yeah. We need it. Yeah, and what a bold statement of, 
you know, women are kind of have that, oh, I don't care. Like, I don't give a crap. I'm going to do it anyways attitude. Because I think a lot of times in our society, it's like men are perceived as like go-getters and like they're the ones who are just like doing it. So for you to say that and acknowledge that is incredible. And I am curious, like, what is it that you do since you're a coach, you know, and you coach basketball, what is it that you do to continue to try to promote your players, for example, expressing themselves fully? And of course, leading by example and being yourself is already a huge step, but I'm curious if there's anything that you've taken into your own life that you've added to your coaching to make this accessible to your team. That's still somewhat a work in progress. You know, I think really, I mean, the past couple of years, yoga has really helped me. When I first started coaching before yoga, um, I thought I had to be like how I, a coach that I was coaching in college. And it had to be, you know, really competitive, rough and tough, kind of no bullshit type of stuff, like no fun. We had to prepare all these certain ways. And I really think like, I did some of those kids a disservice. You know, we won and we were successful, but at what cost? And over the past couple of years, I've just, I've really been trying to let a lot of the yoga teachings of just like being okay with what is and being in the moment. And I've really been, you know, we've really been stressing, you know, just staying in the now, staying present, not focusing on the future, not attaching to goals. You know, we can have those, we, we had a big discussion the other day, we can have those macro goals and, you know, not attaching to them. So that's kind of the yoga stuff that I'm bringing in. You know, the vulnerability stuff, I mean, I think, you know, I haven't really talked about this, but last year in practice, we I we had to dismiss three kids off the team for a discipline issue. And, you know, it's really tough. Um, you know, the parents were pretty brutal, kind of blaming me and the other coaching staff. And went to the practice after these parent meetings, and I just couldn't hold it in. I just cried, you know, in front of my players. And, you know, I couldn't keep it together all practice. And I think, you know, because here it was, like, these players I cared about and they're gone, you know, and there's nothing I could, you know, they're, they're not going to be here anymore. And that just really shook me up. But I think just showing that vulnerability helped open up the door for some other ones. These teenage boys, I mean, I think about myself and then just the kids that I work with, we're so fragile. I mean, we really are. And then they're told to put this persona up that like, don't cry, be tough. And I've had kids crying with me, you know, multiple times. I mean, just, they need to let that stuff out. I would like to, as I move forward, you know, get more stuff I've learned from yoga, like maybe doing like a broad, uh, what is it, that Broadway thing we did, um, where maybe they have to come up with a skit and just be vulnerable and, you know, kind of, awesome. but it's kind of a just work in progress, you know, I'm just trying to every day kind of come in and be myself. I think that's the most important. What was it called? Um, Breakthrough on Broadway. Yeah. Breakthrough on Broadway. That would be, I think that would be a big breakthrough for a lot of high school boys and myself if I had to do it in front of them, so. Yeah, I was kind of thinking um, we we all have that, like no matter at what season of your life you're in, we all have that little boy or like that little girl that still lives inside of us. And so like throughout the journey of life, it is so essential to like nurture that child within and you know, in my experience, yoga has really kind of enlightened me on that path and given me the opportunity to see like the little me. I don't have many interactions with kids or like young people um, because I'm not a high school coach and I really don't have anything to do with the school systems. And so I guess, you know, working with adults, I try to see the child within like 
each of them. And I feel like it allows me to under like better understand people. That makes totally, sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Like that kind of, I mean, I could go off on a tangent about this, but just like, I'm just so fed up with our Western culture of kind of putting everybody in this box. You need to be an adult. You need to, you need to get a nine to five job. You need to go, you know, buy a house. You need to do this stuff on time, you know, and I'm just on top of the masculinity, but just our whole culture, the consumerism. Yeah, all of pissed. Yeah, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm um, <laughs> just puts every puts everybody in the, a box. And I mean, it's no wonder that our society is so depressed. So, you know, everybody's frustrated because we're all trying to be something we're not. Yeah. So. Wow. That's so true. And trying to incorporate that play is so essential. Because what I'm hearing in your shares is like incorporating play and curiosity and like nurturing you know, how you came into this world, which was, you didn't think about a nine to five job. You didn't think about what you were expected to be. You ran around without any limits, without bounds. And it was everybody else telling you, okay, well, you are this way. So you have to go into this box and you're this way. So you have to go into this box and you seem to be on this track. So let's keep you on that track. And it's like kind of straying away from it and, you know, going at your own pace and doing what feels good for you. Wow. Yeah creating it for yourself versus like defaulting into it is what I hear like Michael speaking to like the stereotypes and like the things that um are called we are raised to like want or like quote-unquote want I think it's more of just like default versus like an actual choice we're making for ourselves I can speak to that for guys you know this is kind of the topic you know the masculinity thing it's like all of us craved you know at least for me and you know I think a lot of my friends we all wanted the spotlight of being an athlete i mean that was where like you know you were going to get all the girls all that kind of stuff and you know i mean i just never once was i told like hey it's okay to go do your art i had this passion for it and i didn't even like embrace it at all i took a couple art classes in high school and i really enjoyed it but like it was just like nah i mean that's not important you know i have a bet my best friend timmy rabbit kind of the same thing he, he's one of those souls like he's just very artistic he's a very good piano player you know like our school system you know he was kind of a wild child too, but they just gave him Adderall and dumbed him down. They kind of knocked him out, you know, so that he could be part of school. I always say he should have just been left in a room full of artwork and pianos and music and who knows where he'd be. And I still think he's, I encourage him a lot. And, you know, if he hears this, he'll probably get angry with me, but I encourage him to try to pursue his piano because, I mean, he's just an amazing artist and he's really talented. I think, you know, our school system, just that whole, putting people in a box is just it needs upheaval it needs to be rethought drugs are not you know Adderall that kind of stuff is not the answer so I don't know kind of went off on a tangent there but Michael earlier I in our meeting this morning I told you that you are my thunder and like everything <laughs> you're saying is just so good uh we need to keep having conversations about this you know our voices need to be heard and I I say, like, we, the leaders and we, the healers, we're really being called into action right now because people need to be inspired and know that, or I guess the word that comes to mind is remember, 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 because the distractions, they're just going to keep coming. Like you said, Michael, like society doesn't want us to be our true selves. I feel as a leader that it is my duty to respond to this calling of 
like speaking out and like sharing vulnerably, sharing these life experiences and these discoveries that we've been gifted with through the practice of yoga with the world. Really, thank you to teacher training for me for really um, showing me how possible it is to connect with people all over the world in this way through simply recording a podcast. Teacher training, best thing in the world. <laughs> Society is telling us to do one thing, but luckily we are part of a community that is all for us expressing and remembering who we actually are at our core. And I think this needs to just be given to people everywhere. How that happens, oh, sorry, my cat fell. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, podcasts and trainings and sharing our stories. This is how we get people to be inspired. And, you know, Michael, like, kind of breaking down what the you know typical masculine whatever that even means is supposed to look like you know to that point i i do and like al your point is great too that i feel like the world is a little bit uneasy right now i think you know just humanity is uneasy with the the people in power kind of not just in america but just all over the place and uh, you know it's just this i almost feel like there's this movement or realization that you know all this consumerism all this all the nonsense that we've been fed, you know, and kind of today's society, you know, it's like, we have to come back. And like Al, you said, we remember like that we're part of this planet. We don't need to be achieving all the time. We don't need to be like getting the big house. You know, it's like, we need to remember that we're supposed to be happy. And I feel like that's something that's been like really lost. Like we need to take care of ourselves. You know, I, I just feel like there's kind of a movement and it needs to happen because, you know, if we keep staying on the course that we've been on, our planet's not going to survive. We won't survive. So I definitely feel like there's kind of just this undertone of, I don't know, revolution's a big word, but maybe it's time for one. The, the thing that comes to mind when you say all that is I am the masterpiece. Like you are the masterpiece. Like how do you really, really feel and live life to the fullest? I think it's stripping away the layers and like really getting down to the core and getting to experience who you are and like where you've been and then determine like figure out a way to be of service with the gifts that you've been given i don't know if this is what how you meant it when you said that but when you said masterpiece i heard masterpiece meaning like you are that masterpiece that's missing from everything or from the whole masterpiece. And like you are here to contribute, to create the whole. Well, Kels. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I've come to realize just like through the past couple of years, yoga and teacher training and now doing the artist way with, you know, uh, Ryan and Al, it's like, if we don't, I always had these like, creations inside of me like this artwork and kind of like on the topic of like toxic masculinity like I had all this stuff inside of me and it's like it was just slowly killing me you know in a, in a sense of like if I didn't share this stuff and it was in the back of my mind but I was always too afraid like well you can't do that you can't go do artwork you can't design t-shirts and that kind of thing and it's just like we have as human beings we have to share what's inside of us so we're gonna just slowly decay it's not easy to do that stuff. It's not easy to grow, you know, like my little 
my revolution over the past like three to four years is you know i've had to go face what i was and it was hard and kind of like stood in the muck and had to deal with it and be with it and but i feel like we all need to kind of get back in touch especially men we need to get back in touch with who we really are and you know for the world remember. to be a better place yeah remember michael you know what i just thought of when you were talking about you know having to remember this i was thinking about i was actually t thinking about teacher training and how that idea of us settling or not fulfilling on our calling a piece of us dies if this is the only you know human physical life we have and we settle that's that's killing a part of ourselves. that is a piece of us dying and i guess my question would be like what is the first step to remembering this at least what what would you offer somebody to remember this to not let this creative piece to not let this part of them that they love and should be cherishing but have forgotten how would they remember and this is kind of an open-ended question for anyone but i am curious i have a few things that come to mind um music i am playing a record in the living room and i hear it right now and something about music helps me remember and seems so simple but building that relationship with my breath and like remembering how lucky I am to get to experience my breath and practicing gratitude and self-love surrounding surrounding myself with beauty and sentiment sentiment like I love uh, seashells and rocks and because I love nature and nature, nature also, it like gives me access to remembering. Al, was a great answer. It gave me time to think of uh, an answer to Raya's great question. At least from my own personal experience, like this coming back to yourself, to me, it really was like tuning out society in the ways of like watching cable TV and you're constantly just getting bombarded by, you need this, you need that, you know, Instagram, our society just, wants us to consume and consume and it's hard to come back to know what you really want or who you are when you're constantly just force fed you need this car you need this you need to be that you need i mean how are you ever going to come back to what you really want to be in yoga meditation all of that that opened the door for me to tune all that other stuff out or at least you know be able to see it and hear it without letting it kind of have a negative effect on me so to me, that's kind of how I've come back to my true self. And, you know, it's really like we've always talked about. It. I mean, I think no, it's no secret in this podcast that we're fans of yoga and uh, meditation and inquiry, but I really think that's the answer. Something I hear is really like getting to know what you really want. Like we as humans, like we're doing, doing so much for ourselves, for others, like we work so hard um, and we, it's, easy to gloss over that like giving ourselves time to be like okay like i've done all this now like what do i really want to do with this or what do i really want to create what do i want versus like what do my parents want for me what do my friends want for me or what do they want for themselves like what do i want and getting really clear and like owning that i think is a big shift for a lot of people i know when i first started coming out here yoga and doing this inquiry work that was so hard for me i don't know i don't know what i want I don't know 
and really take some time to like sit with that and be like, okay, well, I, li I know I like this. I know this makes me feel this way, so I think I want more of that. Like yoga is a great example. Like I love yoga and how it makes me feel. I know like that's definitely something I always want. And then placing all the things that like don't leave me feeling that way out. I know you guys all know like we do a circle in um, from teacher training. It's a light year concept where you basically make just a big circle on a piece of paper and everything you want you put on the inside of the circle, everything you don't want you put on the outside and you're really creating from what you want which is I think against what normal society does which is like everyone's kind of creating from what they don't want and so if you do that you're just going to keep creating all the things you don't want. <laughs> Sorry I'm hogging all the, the screen time or voice time here but uh, Kelsey you said something that like on the topic of like the masculinity thing and I feel like guys have this I at least had it. It was like, I have to be doing something for everybody else. I have to be doing, you know, and before I found yoga, like I was just burnt down. Like I was agitated. And I see so many men in this state of like, we have to be doing things for other people. You know, it's, it's almost like shameful to take time away for yourself. Yoga really has taught me to like slow the F down. And like, I need time. I can't be the best coach I can be. I can't be the best whatever I want to be unless I take care of myself and I think that's something that on the topic of toxic masculinity that's something that really needs to get driven home to guys so I think guys just think you know there's just that sense of like we need to be doing things for other people and it's almost shameful to take care of ourselves and that needs to be rectified or <laughs> you know whatever so amen to self-care yeah with that uh I think about how it takes a uh, risk it is risky business to like jump into that pool of shame and like swim it out kind of thing yeah so what i see in creating a life from knowing what you want is that it's a risky business whether it be a financial sacrifice or kind of like if you're giving up security in the realm of like comfortability and financial status peel away the layers and like see see the color like all the contrast that creates a masterpiece oh correct me if i'm wrong but you kind of i feel like you're kind of going towards like we have to step outside our comfort zones to grow and chase you know kind of who we want to be and take chances and you know really chase our dreams because a lot of people are going to disagree with it or they're going to be you know try to take you down almost like say hey well you shouldn't be doing this or you know that's risky to do that there's a lot of people out there that can tell you what you should be but for you to truly be yourself you need to kind of take the lead totally something that just came to me when both of you were speaking was uh radical vulnerability i feel like it's really radical to be vulnerable and like really state you were speaking to michael like it's easier for people to like knock you down if you just stand a little bit outside the crowd and it's like radical to do that. And it, that's what's really gonna make the big difference. Like you being a different coach than your coaches before you is what's gonna keep that ball rolling in that direction. I know we could keep talking about this and we definitely will. This is a conversation that cannot just be had in 30 minutes. And uh, thank you so much, Michael, for bringing this up and having this as like your focus, your why, what you want to create in life. I really see this as something you are already making a really big difference in and you can't wait to see like what else you create from this.
because I just I know that your team is so lucky to have you. The people of Steamboat is lucky to have you and beyond. Like I just see this going keep rippling out from here. I was just gonna say thank you and thank you guys for pushing me to explore this deeper. Thank you for kind of giving me the kick in the butt that I needed and to get this out there. The love shove, as Shannon calls it. Mm. Uh, to close, I'd love to hear any words of wisdom you want to share with our community. Anything that's present for you, anything you want to share from your experience of 40 days thus far, anything that you're kind of living your life by right now. I was reminded this morning, like Shannon's, like you said, the love push. I'm so happy I'm surrounded with this group of people. I heard this quote in the past, like, once you're, in the sm once you're the smartest one in the room, it's time to get in another room. I'm just so happy to be kind of surrounded by people that are pushing me, pushing me to be better. And I think that the 40 days community, I mean, just the whole program and just out here, big community, I'm just stoked to be part of it. Yes. If you're not in a room full of people pushing you, come find one of these leaders, they will push you. I was thinking uh, Michael's words of wisdom to me that have inspired me are um, surround yourself with courageous women and melt into their beauty and, and uh, trust, trust, one another that's a big big one for me you know trust the people that are holding space for you to be the best version of you are doing it for themselves also these conversations these relationships are they're mutual you help me as i help you you are a mirror to me as i am a mirror to you and anything is possible yes l surround yourself with people who or whose goals are in alignment with yours. We're gonna push you, that make you have sweaty palms, keep going, lean into it. Don't stray away from it. When something makes you feel nervous and you're up to something big, lean into it. Uh, well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me, with each other, with our community here and afar. Any last things anyone wants to share? Well, Kelsey, I'm curious, what are your words of wisdom? My words of wisdom? <laughs> I'm trying to think of my, mine were, going along with all of yours. Let me think if they have anything radically different. Radical vulnerability. <laughs> yes, keep living in radical vulnerability. Also, I, I, I think it was like Araya, it was only Araya, Britt, Cheyenne, and I on a connection corner one time, bringing it back to this week's theme. And I was sharing about how taking on, it is kind of radical for me, this mantra of like, work hard, play hard, and rest just as hard. Take on rest as something I do with just much focus and intention as I would my work or like fun things I do in my life. So I encourage and invite everyone to take that on for themselves. Thank you so much for being here, Al, Araya, Michael, and um, thank you for listening. Have the best day, as Shannon would say. It is the best day of your life. Bye everyone. This is the best day of my life. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys.